blah blah. That, that reminds. I meant to to mention this when you when you were talking about uh, tomorrow never knows, but uh, maybe this this also goes into there. Um, so tomorrow never knows. Sixty six. One year after Steve Reich starts his uh, little experimental thing going with uh, with tape loops. Uh, what was his called? Um, Alan Parsons Project. <laughs> it's gonna uh, rain. Yeah, there's one. It's, it's gonna, gonna rain. rain and then come out. Are the two early pieces? There you go. So he's got he's got two tape loops doing this, right? You you know this or basically, you know, the the one machine inevitably is gonna be faster than the mm-hmm. other and so just I think there's two machines doing this. Seems like it's just one. Eventually, but uh, it's like different parts of the loop get looped. Wow. This is Steve Reich. Yeah. Hmm. So this is 1965. Yeah, yeah. Hats off to our dedicated listener Brian Croxel for tipping me off to this. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure Professor Ricks already knew about this one, but. I don't know if the Beatles were aware of Steve Reich's experiments, but certainly they uh, made it more commercially appealing. Yeah, a little bit. It's it's going to rain. Didn't uh, (laughs) didn't make the charts. Didn't chart. (laughs) Didn't top the charts. So we'll just cut out this section and put it uh, put it previously Uh, in the podcast. (laughs) Since I've gone first each time, they've they've got this dilemma because it's like I'm taking the you know last time I took Strawberry Fields, everyone's you know I've got another one that I'm like this will probably be the right song. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch. I'm not gonna say the one I was gonna pick. (laughs) Oh boy. No, it's all right. I like to call an audible. I'm not going to reveal the one I was going to pick. I think it might be picked, but it might not be. But I'm going to go with one that's a little more what you might call deep cut, but also more personally, like I listened to it a lot more. I The White Album was the only album of the Beatles that I had on like a tape that I would listen to, like when I had like a Walkman was mowing the lawn or riding my bike around, you know, as like a 15 year old. I had the White Album and it wasn't even the whole White Album, I realize now, because I'll listen to songs. I'll listen to the White Album and I'm like, I've never heard this one, but it had a lot of the white, white album on there. And so the song that always stuck out to me that was so like cool and weird and like four songs in one. And it's another Lennon one, which is weird because now I've chosen three Lennons, even though I'm a McCartney guy. Um, but it's Happiness is a Warm Gun. And it's a great song. Yeah, it's this so was, This good. was on my list. I, I wasn't going to pick it, so but it was good. on my short list. I want to pick it kind of because, like, you know, you were going to pick yesterday, but it's like everyone's heard this. This is one that some people aren't as familiar with, but it kind of has this really bluesy feel and some different feels to it and some suggestive lyrics. Uh, um, anyway, Happiness is a Warm Gun. Let's go ahead and just listen. She's not a girl. Who misses much? Oh yeah. She's well acquainted with the touch of the velvet hand, like a lizard on a window pane. The man 
in the crowd with the multicolored mirrors on his hobnail boots. Lying with his eyes while his hands are busy working overtime. A soap impression of his wife, which he ate and donated to the National Trust. dark <laughs> yeah. it is so dark and and it's kind of it comes from a random place in the in the sense that george martin had a magazine at the recording studio that he saw and the title of it like the cover story was happiness is a warm gun and he showed it to john and john thought it was hilarious and he was like oh that's a total like unintentional drug reference and so and then the first lyrics are based off of some like acid trip stu- type stuff and but I think they took a lot of... Sometimes some of the songs seem really, like, heavy, and they might be... But they also might be just spurned from, like, a something random they saw. Like, oh, let's build a song around that. Like, they were songwriting machines. And this one, this one, I think the styles and the, like, stitching together these four different feels was always cool and exciting to me. It was kind of like something where it shouldn't go there, but yes, it should. Like, it's like you don't expect it where it's going to go, and then it goes there, and you're like that's perfect that's genius so i'm going to confess um because i i in fairness i talk a lot of trash i have had like in my life i've had one of those old crap moments yeah with with the beatles and it was with that song where like that so the i this was the first beatles album i bought that wasn't a collection and i bought it because Funny, funny enough, I had watched Fletch so many times, and he got that great line where he's like, "And I want to copy the Beatles, the, the, the head Beatles, of Alfredo Garcia, and like, to copy the Beatles' yeah, White yeah. Album." <laughs> and uh, and so I bought it because of that. I didn't know anything, and, yeah. and uh, it was during that song that was like my the my official oh wow yeah, moment, yeah, because it's so disorienting how he's mixing styles and then it goes into that chorus happiness is a warm gun and you've got the chorus in the background bang bang shoot shoot and it was so like it just it was it was wild it yeah. was, that was a that was a that was the moment for me you, it feels like they're having fun like they're really good at what they do and they really have fun and they're just like there's a lot of freedom just like what do we yeah. want to do with this music we can do anything we want Let's do this. Seems like the White Album's a good place to start for teenagers that aren't, uh, you aren't know, Beatles fans already. Yeah. yeah, give them the White Album. I shout out to, um, oh, what, what was his name? At English teacher at Provo High, Mike Rudder. Rudder. Yeah, yeah. John Rudder. 
John not Ritter. John Ritter. Not John Ritter. Mike Ritter. <laughs> Mike Ritter. Michael Ritter. Yeah. Um, English teacher at Provo High. Uh, I wasn't in his class, but Brian Watts was. And they were talking about the Beatles, and Brian had mentioned that he'd never listened to the White Album. And Rudder's like, okay, that's your assignment this week. Get the White Album, listen to it, and write something about it. Nice. And Brian's good, like, that's, that's a good, a, teacher. That's a good home, teacher. Best homework I ever did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, White Album's got a little, uh, little everything. There's some really random stuff, some experimental stuff, and some really heartfelt it's stuff. It's really in there. all over the place. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Yeah. D- double album. And uh, there's some interview with Paul where he's uh, addressing the, the critics saying that, you know, saying that the, the White Album was too much or overindulgent or whatever. Should have been condensed down to just one really great album, not a double album. He's like, come on, it's the Beatles' White Album. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so it's my turn. Uh, there's You two are going to have a heavy burden on you to, to get this right, because I'm not, I'm not going to probably pick the song I should pick. I mean, I guess whatever song I pick, I should pick, because it's my choice. But I don't think this is the best clear-cut best song from this era but it's a song i want to make sure gets included because i want to give some uh some strong george harrison love he's my favorite beetle um and i'm gonna pick while my guitar gently weeps another white album mm-hmm. right it's can, can we make it four for four for the white album what do you think steve i there's one non-white album song that i think has to be on it and and if it doesn't get included i'm gonna request an extra pick just to, yeah. to make sure it's included <laughs> that might be my mine i thought well. abbey road was brandon's thing so i, I think too. i thought i thought we could rely on him to get some abbey road in right. there i'm gonna have a hard time not doing white album but we'll see <laughs> go ahead uh yeah i don't uh this one cool song he uh he harrison got clapton i think to play on it if i remember right mm-hmm. and uh so I'm I'm squeezing Clapton into the Beatles Hall of Fame as well. But uh this is I, without Clapton. I love the, the Harrison Beatles. songs. Right? <laughs> I love the Harrison songs. George George Harrison I think is probably a a, a lot of people's kind of a fa- fan favorite within the Beatles and mm-hmm. uh this is I think the best the best Harrison track. Turn it. 
here's everything. The imagery, a man who's uh, made his, his life playing an instrument, talking about his guitar gently weeping. It's, uh, it's just a beautiful thing. It's, it's beautiful art. I love it. Mm-hmm. Makes me wonder why he needed Clapton on this because George was I've wondered about a great that guitarist as well. on his own right. I I don't. I was trying to read up on that, and I I don't. I, I can't tell for was, sure. Was considered better. They were friends, and I don't know if it was like a, a confidence thing. I know Harrison was really particular about a certain sound he wanted to get, and it it seems like he didn't feel like he could quite capture the sound and he was pals with Clapton mm-hmm. and invited Clapton to play on it. And I wonder if this song was before or after Clapton stole Harrison's wife from him. <laughs> Do you know that George was, Harrison doesn't read or write music? Did you know that? I don't think any of them did really at Well, the time. and I, I heard some, I, it was a, maybe an interview with Harrison's son and he said something like he doesn't ever remember hearing his dad like practice either. Like he wouldn't go in and like play scales. I, I think, don't think, I think he would. George Harrison was kind of like Ringo in terms of guitar. Like he was good. He was really right. good. But but I think uh, from what I understand, Clapton was considered like he's the best guitar player around in England. Right. He's like the blues. He's the rock. He's the guitar player. But I forgot about maybe, maybe Clapton was, stealing Harrison's wife. That's yeah. their their friendship continued though. That's even weird. after that. Well, yeah. I guess George Harrison had become. At one with the universe and was not <laughs> tied to such egotistical things as ownership of a spouse or something. Uh, I'm I'm glad you got a, a Harrison pick yeah, in there. Yeah, I was thinking um, about that last night too. We, I didn't get it. We we heard something in the last episode. I love that um, too. But I, I think uh, Yoko Ono gets a gets a bad rap of breaking up the Beatles, as it were, because. It was during this time. Because she did? Is it because she did? <laughs> no. No. Um, I mean, that, it might be part of it, just the way any <laughs> any band does. You know, if, once the band members start getting married and have other priorities or whatever, it happens to, to any group. Um, but I think uh, the main thing was actually their Paul and John's treatment of George. Like, George was, by this time, he had was... Son- tons of songs, right? Yeah, he wanted to record. I mean, if if you listen to his uh, his solo album, all, all things must pass. So good. There's so many hits on there, tons of songs, and most of them were written during this White Album or Sgt. Pepper's. Yeah, period. they really didn't respect him, did they? As a songwriter, right? At, they were at least early on. They were like selfish. He was the the latecomer to the to songwriting, right? Um, and then gradually, he'll have one or two songs per album. Uh, you know, had some great songs on on Revolver. He did Taxman. And uh, I don't know if he had any on, on Pepper. He might have had one. And then he's only got a couple on the White Album, despite having written all these other killer ones. But, you know, he's, he's getting cut out of a lot of the credits and other things that he did contribute to. And so even though he's, he's got just as much talent as the others by this time, um, he's, he's getting pretty resentful of it. And he wants to... He just isn't having as much fun being a Beatle as as he used to. Right. And yeah. whereas Paul and John are making all the cash from the, the songwriting, mm-hmm. publishing royalties, and that kind of stuff. So yeah, when you get uh, too many talented people in in one band and all the all the egos, is that a reference to, to this podcast with the four of us? <laughs> what <are> you, clearly, <laughs> I looked over at Steve and I saw Steve side eyeing Jason and Brandon. And I'm like, 
I'm being shut out of this episode. Steve's sitting there going, how do I shake this, shake this dead weight? <laughs> Time to go solo. Yeah. I call my podcast, let the music be your leader. Be your, par- be your partner. Be your partner. <laughs> We're going for equality. No more masters. Steve's going solo. No way, man. Never. I oh, one more, one more thought on this. If you haven't seen the live... Um, it's when George Harrison is posthumously inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm. Prince? Yeah. It's Prince's guitar solo it's, of, it's on this song. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> At the end of it, he throws his guitar up in the air and it doesn't come down. <laughs> God, it's because God caught it. <laughs> wow. God threw it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, top that, Gosh. Rich. <laughs> Guys, I'm... I don't know, man. I'm I'm leading towards a sort of a strange pick. Go for it. Uh, but one of the things, it's hard for me not to feel the weight of the White Album. I guess it, it, there's a there's a sort of quantity there that also that kind of makes it uh, more formidable than the others in a way. Uh, and I love the, um, yeah. I mean, I, I love a lot of slate stuff. Abbey Road with its, you know, the reprise stuff that happens on side two and everything, I think is super interesting and great songs. But the White Album just is an artistic creation, top to bottom, and all the strangeness of it and the twists and turns is pretty pretty much a high point f- for me in a way. Uh, so, but but the track I'm leaning towards... Why don't we do it in the road? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Buffalo no. Bill, Bungalow Bill, or whatever. <laughs> is Glass Onion. Okay. Which, and, and, and part of my reason for picking this is, is I, I always, I'm interested in art in the way, you know, we feel the weight of history and the way art deals with the past and in different ways, but, but also the idea of referring to other works of art and that kind of thing. And uh, th- this is one of those interesting examples where there's, this is uh, his song about the Beatles, right? Yeah, and there's all these references to earlier songs, and I, I don't, you know, it, the, the the Wikipedia line is that you know s- somebody says that uh, that John is writing these lyrics, almost kind of making fun of or commenting on people who are conspiracy theorists about the Beatles, uh, and and saying that oh, you know, you know, who's the walrus and what does this mean and what does that mean and everything, that this is actually addressing that sort of thing. But whether that's true or not, even just the way there's all these previous Beatles song titles that come up and everything, it's just an interesting self-referential to the, to the Beatles themselves that I think is interesting in art. I also love the ending, which is another one of those strange, interesting Beatles endings where it's like a, a cut splice thing. Right on the end. So this is another one like Strawberry Fields where I must insist that we either skip forward or at least turn up the volume again. Right. <clears throat> what at are we the calling end. it? Okay. Resumption? This one, well, there's categories. You got to read the, the appendix to the uh, Hicks 60s <laughs> rock book. So what would this one be called? Uh, uh, oh, crap. See, I'm going to fail this Pop quiz. quiz. Oh. I'm going to fail this quiz. Is it lamination? Professor, I can't remember it now. Professor Hicks, I hope, <laughs> <laughs> I hope you set us straight. It's not resumption, but it's just an ending that's that's spliced on that's different than what you hear right up until the ending spot and i can't remember All the right. term i failed the quiz Busting, Steve. Well, let's let's play it and we'll see play if it, we play, can play, play. give Sorry. it a name when we hear it yeah i told you about strawberry fields you know the place where nothing is real 
to the end. Classic Steve Riggs right there. <laughs> I love this. Yeah, I love this part too. Just this strange little... All right. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we if we have to remove remove one to put in the one that that needs to be in there, th- this no, could be a candidate. No, we'll be we'll to, be right. to get we'll vetoed right. or we'll something. Right. But no, I mean, uh, but yeah. Anything else about Glass Onion? No. Steve? No. Very. It's very meta. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like how it feels. Like it's a very aggressive rock song, but then also has the the string stuff in there. It yeah, is. Fu- it is that is a a funny, clever way to be able to, because at that point they dealt with so much bull crap. Like it, that is a f- a fun, clever way to be able to like, you know what? I'm going to give it back to you a little bit, and you can decide what to, you can do whatever you want with this. Here's another clue. This <laughs> <laughs> is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's your what's the final oh, pick? Gosh dang. Gosh this is dang. Final there's, pick of round three. There's too many that aren't gonna no make pressure, it. No pressure, but freaking get it right, oh, no. Arnold. Okay. Right. Oh, no. I think Jason and I are thinking of the same one. I'll are be you? curious. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. Maybe not, maybe not. You're not, you're not. I'm uh I went with well, since one of you picked picked all the other songs I'd been planning on. Nobody did this time, but I'm still gonna do an alternate one. Uh Another another deep deep track. I don't think this made any of the greatest hits compilations mm. that they did. Also, was not a single. And we're going four for four. White album. All right. Uh, and we we got to get another Paul McCartney one in here. I like uh, I like Paul because he's a softy. <laughs> you know, not all Me the too. time, Me but too. but he's he's got that soft side. And usually, it's if it's a really earnest song. It's a it's a Paul, Paul one, and often John would give him a hard time about it. Um, but I could not go without without having this song in my life. Not the song in my life, but the song is called "I Will." Mm. Oh yeah. And th- this is kind of going the the opposite direction of what the Beatles are known for, with doing all the experimentation and all the mm-hmm. high production stuff and complicated kind of things. This is very stripped down. This is more Jordan. Mm-hmm. Like the type of thing you you'd listen to the singer songwriter yeah that's why I like Paul a lot of Paul stuff I, the most. Uh, I haven't listened to this uh, super recently, but I'm picturing it just him and an acoustic guitar. Let's see if I'm right. Who knows how long I've loved you? You know I love you still.
feels so so light, so effortless. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I love it. Kind of throwback to like some of those '50s things, like lollipop, lollipop. Yeah, it mm-hmm. felt it felt like it could have um, existed in their in their early years as well. Okay, mm-hmm. I have a request to make. Yeah. What's your one that you thought was the so, one? So here's my request, and I I hope I don't regret this. I don't want anybody to think that I'm a that I'm like a fanboy, but because I'm not. <laughs> but I do care about getting this crap right. Um, this is a sham Hall of Fame if Let It Be is not in it. Yeah, that, that's a him. Yeah, that is an unbelievable piece of music. That if it is not in a Hall of Fame, this is a sham Hall of Fame. That my request is that we add it. And that we just expand the song. I don't know. What's your song, Well, my, my song, and it's crazy. We didn't really do that many McCartney songs. We, we'll just but all mine, have, we'll have one more edition. Each of us one more edition, regardless. The Paul McCartney of, song that wasn't on an album called Hey Jude, mm-hmm. famously written by McCartney mm-hmm. for John Lennon's son after the breakup of, between Cynthia and John due yep. to aforementioned yeah. Miss Ono. Yeah. It's, a, it's an amazing song. Anthemic and let's go. Let's go. Both of them. um, Let's go. Let it be first. What are you? What are you and Steve going to add? You'll see. Okay. Uh, Why don't we do it in the road? Is still available. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How about just just for some variety, the naked version of Let It Be? Have you heard this? I don't know if I have. So the Let It Be album. it was recorded before Abbey Road, so their second-to-last album recorded, but uh, the mixing and producing of it got complicated, and so it was the last one to be released. And John Lennon, without the other Beatles' knowledge, brought on Paul Spector. Phil Spector. Phil, Phil, Phil. Yes, Phil Spector, uh, to do the, the final remix of it. And he brings his wall of sound approach and adds horns and choirs and all this stuff where... Initially, the the concept for Let It Be was to just get back to old-fashioned rock and roll, just just the four of them and and another fifth Beatle, Billy Preston. He he plays a lot of right. organ stuff on that album. Um, so they're just trying to play like old-school rock songs that they that could be performed live. So the Let It Be that we all know has all this additional stuff added to it by by Phil Spector. Uh, the Naked ver- they released in twenty thirteen the Let It Be Naked album, which is all the original mixes without Phil Spector's overdubs. Interesting. Should we go with that? Well, I mean, that's not my pick, but we can let's, go with it if, hear, you, if you'd like. Let's hear the original for Jason's, and then okay. I would... And then I we would, can hear the difference. Yeah. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me Speaking words of wisdom let it be And in my hour of darkness She is standing right in front of me Speaking words of wisdom Let it be 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 Whisper words of wisdom Let it be when the broken-hearted people living in the world agree, there will be an answer, let it be. But though they may be parted, there is still a chance that they will see. 
It ain't no Hall of Fame without that song. It's on it. such a great like like I, I would put it just individually almost on par with like Bridge Over Troubled Water. Just it's like this this hymn of peace, but it's such a great coda to like a career. Like I think about everything that would have gone into McCartney's like emotion as he's writing that, and they know this is coming to an end, and. It's such a great statement, like for life, but also I think just in reference to this incredible career that was just at a at like a an unbelievable pace. The ascension was so rapid to get to where they went. I mean, this happened over what like six years, eight years, mm-hmm. and, and then and they maintained it at such a high level. Yeah, which is crazy. and and so they all come in. I mean, at this point, they're all like individual stars as well. And they come in, and you can hear everybody contributing and doing their thing. But and it and it comes together. You know, there's tension. Um, and they, they, they basically made a, a, a wrote a hymn. It's I, I I I just love everything about it. I think it's a great Kinda song. Like this episode of this podcast. Oh crap! We all came together. <laughs> the tension is here, <laughs> and just the classic knocking it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the end of everything, that, yeah. and that, but that Harrison solo is so good yeah. in it too. It is good. Yeah, great, great example of Paul in particular his his songcraft of just being able to write uh, a song that's going to stand the stand for the ages. And that one's and his cool. Voice. A his lot voice of time, is so expressive. Yeah, it's it. very, it's really earnest. Like Paul, a lot of Paul's songs feel bouncy to me. I think that's what makes them catchy, mm-hmm. and that's. That is that just has like more of a, a hymnal choral quality. I love it. Yeah, and you guys referenced their like take purposely taking uh, inspiration from other other artists, like trying to. This is my Dylan song. This was Aretha Franklin, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think he had either intended it for her or for Ray Charles. Okay, and yeah, such a good song, Jordan. So mine is Hey Jude and. It's yeah, just got to got to be on there. I just love it, and it's not on any of their albums. It was a single, but yeah, yeah, recorded during the White Album sessions, but released as a single. Let's uh, any part of this that you want. Um, We're not going to do just, all seven yeah, minutes. No, yeah, just start it off, and then maybe. Oh wait, fast forward. Naked version of Let It Be first. Let's do oh, it. Yeah, yeah. Just just part of it. I'll do the just second to hear, verse. Hear the the second verse leading into hear the, the difference. Yeah. You don't have the echo on Ringo's oh, Yeah, I was, was going to wonder if the symbol yeah. had that. Let it be. For though they may be parted, there is still a chance that they will see. There will be an answer. Let it be.
I like his solo better in the original. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, two versions of the solos. But I, I like this version being able to hear what the actual Beatles are doing. Yeah. Like and uh Billy Preston's organ work. Because that, yeah. that gets lost in the other version. And I like so the the background, the those parts, that's Paul and Linda McCartney mm-hmm. and George doing those. Interesting. What what was Lennon doing during that time? Did he come in and record with them? Lennon's playing the bass. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. It really? Yeah. Okay. That's why or, it fi- okay. That's why it doesn't feel as bouncy. Wait, to you. Or was it uh or was that on Hey Jude? Might have been both, actually. Huh. Might have been both. Alright, cool. I could I could crack open the big I'm book good. and verify it. I'm but. satisfied with your answer. Okay. Hey Jude, here we go. Hey Jude, don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Remember to let her into your heart. Then you can start to make it better. And then they go into this long. The, they do the na 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 like for four minutes. Yeah. But interesting about this song that I didn't know, just that I learned last night in reading. So Cynthia Lennon, John Lennon's wife, they had been married and it was kind of on the low key, so that the girls were still excited about John or whatever, you know. She was part of their like. What is it that the the, the country music manager tells Homer Simpson? Right. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. But yeah, Marge has to like take a back seat, kind of. <laughs> But she so basically the thing was that Paul McCartney was saying, you know, Cynthia had been part of our group, like part of our social group for five years, and then all of a sudden she's like gone and we don't see her ever. And and Julian, who had been around, and so it, he's like four years old or five. Yeah, at the time. yeah, five or six or something. And so Paul just felt weird about it, and he went to visit him at their like country house or whatever, because it was just like all of a sudden like Yoko. You know, the affair comes out and Yoko's with John and all of a sudden these two are just, and I think Paul's quote was like, all of a sudden they're persona non grata, you know, they're just like out of the thing and it felt weird. They were kind of part of family. So he goes to visit them and on the way he writes this song for Julian and changes the, the, the lyrics, but but I thought that was sweet. It kind of shows that there's some other stories about John that makes me kind of like, oh yeah, that's another reason I like Paul better than John. Like John had, had this weird thing where he'd make fun of 
handicapped people like every live show have you seen that yeah you can see clips of that it's very odd i mean it's a different time but still it's like it is john doing that, that every really time thing we don't need to bring that up while yeah, we're yeah. listening to hey jude come on that's true <laughs> i'm just saying i'm really so I, the, that that might be the most important thing i took from this because i was getting ready to like make some bold declarations and now i'm backing off all of them thank you yeah, jordan yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm back to where i was before i started <laughs> <laughs> yeah Anyway, I love this song. They used it. Wes Anderson used it in Rushmore. Um, I mean, that's, that's Royal Tenenbaums. Oh uh, yeah, sorry, Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, that's what I meant. But um, <laughs> such a such an iconic song with the the sing along. Yeah, na na It's kinda. it's anthemic. It brings yeah. the crowd together. Yeah, it does. Is is there a precedent for the shift to the long repeated thing at the end of a pop song? Like I, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know of it. And I know that the, you know there's that low song "Nothing But Heart" of what they that that they kind of give a specific nod uh-huh. to this, where it's mm. similar, just kind of really short front end, and then mm-hmm. he just keeps repeating "Nothing But Heart" mm-hmm. for several minutes, several times. But it's an interesting shape. Maybe, maybe for it has a pop to do song. with their their transcendental meditation they were getting into with the with the the guru. Yeah, the guru in India, Maharishi. Yeah, you know, Steve, re- repetition. I don't think you've shared. Do you have like a chapter where you went all in? You were a huge Beatles guy, or have the Beatles just always been a part of the, the music is. that surrounded you? He likes the Beatles, but he also likes the Pixies. <laughs> Someone should. I, I know which. I know which. To Facebook. Someone <laughs> should put that in a meme. I think it would. It would. It would really drive home some important points. I think that the kids that we all need to understand. The world needs all of us, everybody, even if you can't be the Beatles. Just just <laughs> be you. Do you. You do you. Okay. Um, my thing with the Beatles was uh, the my, my mom's The Beatles Alpha Omega compilation. You know, it's one of these uh, multi-vinyl disc compilations that, again, I'm not sure if it was authorized or somebody just putting it together. Probably was, but I think one of those you know, 800 number or whatever things that my mom and her ultimate benevolence and kindness to us as kids turned that over to us young kids with our little turntable in our room. And man, we must have beat the heck out of those records. And she loved the Beatles. And and so that was my introduction to him was kind of before really digging into radio and other stuff was just playing all those tracks, all those tunes and uh so for but but for me they've always been kind of a in in the background and then it was this rock class that i keep talking about that i took in uh the early 90s and and really uh then kind of reckoning with the 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 later beatles stuff you know as experimentalists those those studio albums starting with well well anyway through the middle and late period and so for me, I don't. They're not someone I listen to every day, but periodically I'll do a a, a deeper dive with the Beatles since since the, the early '90s, you know. And I've got m- all those later albums, most of them on CD, and I still listen to CDs. And so sometimes I'll just say, "Okay, it's a Beatles day," you know. Let me find the White Album and just put it on and listen to it, you know, track for track from start to finish to just kind of get the big take. And then sometimes, I mean, we're listening to music all the time in our home, in our kitchen while we're making dinner or whatever. And we'll put on, you know, we'll put on 
Beatles, you know, the, the, the one, you know, top hits album that came out a while ago or whatever. So we'll, and since I told Laura this morning, yeah, we're doing Beatles, you know, we, we put it on this morning and we're just listening to top hits or different albums. And so. What were so the, the what yeah. were the songs anyway. you were listening to on on record when you were a kid? Was that early period, mid period, late? What period was it? You know, it kind of spanned, but not, uh, but but just the main hits from the later period. So you weren't you weren't getting all the tracks from the White Album. Obviously, it was just the big hits, and then. But even like like a song I remember that's one of my favorites is uh, "She's a Woman," and it's the B side of the your pick for the middle period. What was it? Or early or oh, earlier period? Uh, uh, what, what was your pick oh, for early period? I now. It I feel was, fine. Yeah, I, I feel fine. Yeah, it's a... I just remember loving that one and just trying to figure... Like, I didn't know the words, and I would try to sing along. All, Should we have that words. be your, your additional no, pick? No, She's no, no. What's your additional... My Yeah, I don't want to ramble on. So, yeah. It was She's just all of them. I just remember, hey, Jude specifically, too, because as a kid, you know, you're used to seeing... Uh, I was used to seeing the width of the tunes on all these vinyl, you know, that was usually about like that. And then you go, Hey Jude, I'm like, what the, it's like twice as long. <laughs> how, yeah. how can that be? You know, and then listening to him like, Oh my gosh, this song never ends. What, <laughs> what's happening? What's happening? So, uh, That's awesome. that was, that was from my earlier memories. No, the, the pick I got to pick is all you need is love. Mm. I think. And is that from yellow submarine? The album? It's also a non album. Uh, single yeah okay and it's uh and i was you know it's for this world broadcast that's right uh I've seen and, that and i think that's i fun. think kind of like you were saying with strawberry fields the video component i think the fact that it, there was this um you know it was for for this um first ever our world it was britain's contribution to the our world Live global television link, the very first ever live global television link, and you've got that video with them and all the you know all the different instruments and and blah 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 and, and I mean maybe maybe I don't know if this becomes like Lennon's version of the Let It Be. It's different. It's earlier and that sort of thing, but it's kind of anthemic and it's kind Which of song mentioned. is this? Uh, all you need all is you love. Need is love.
Good, good for John, pouring his heart out. <laughs> I know the, the others uh, would uh, give him a hard time. Well, maybe they... He, he wasn't known for these these types of songs as much. He had to have some acid to get there. Right? <laughs> but but Paul, Paul's on the record... focused on mocking the... Uh, <laughs> The, uh, oh, come on. handicapped, I guess. Um, uh, don't be them. Yes, you cannot. <laughs> I, yeah, that's what I was saying. They're just great, right? They're 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 beyond it's any critique. I, I just don't want that thought. You to don't be, want that to be the lasting. Like thing while for while we're trying time. to listen to Hey Jude, we'd be thinking of yeah. it. May. <laughs> Save it's that true. for after the song. That's true. Um, yeah, Paul Paul said that he he liked liked it when. He's like, John softer side's there. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. He likes it when it comes out. Okay, yeah. um, so my... Final thoughts? Yeah. I have, you, I have one more pick. You've got your pick last. One more addition that... Uh, you decided this is to go just four a, rounds with these guys. This is just a personal favorite. Yeah. Um, a deep cut from the Revolver album. Uh, this is one that I'm not sure that American audiences ever heard until the CD started getting released because at least for the first few out, I think maybe starting with Sgt. Pepper, the British and the American versions were the, were the same. You okay there, George? Yeah. <laughs> supposed to do this during the songs when I mute you anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all their first few albums, they'd have a British version and they'd have an American version and they're like, I'll, all different like the tracks don't match up and the americans just wanted to make more money and so they'd cut out four of the songs from the Br- british version and save it for a different album and okay yeah so british version of revolver has 14 tracks on it uh american i think cut it down to 10 so i had the i had the vinyl record of of this got it at randy's records back in the day and uh it did not have this song on it so this is And Your Bird Can Sing. Um, don't, I don't remember off the top of my head which one of them wrote it, but this one has some killer guitar work on it. I think this, this showcases, uh, you know, we don't think of the Beatles necessarily as virtuosic uh, instrument performers, but the, they really nail it with, with this song. It's got some, uh, some Baroque kind of J.S. Bach arpeggios in there with, with harmonized guitars. Right, right out of the gate. Check like, this out. like Iron Maiden, kind of. Like Iron Maiden, yeah. This, <laughs> this is the the inspiration for everything that Iron Maiden did.
got the, that Vox amp cranked yeah. all the way up to the breakup <laughs> point. Crank up that overdrive. Uh, and th- this, at least for this album, this is this is their throwaway song. All right. Okay. The Beatles wing. Beatles wing. It's been established. Got some early, some mid, some late. I. Uh, yeah, they're okay. I did suggest <laughs> that we we also include our worst Beatles songs. You did if if such a thing exists. Oh, that was in the text. Yeah. I was hey. somebody was threatening. I won't name who. Somebody was threatening to sabotage the the wing by only uh, by only <laughs> introducing ridiculous entries. Um, well, do we have time? Because I'm yeah, looking at the clock th- and I'm thinking you, you might it's have 12, to get going. Twelve oh six. Well, I got to leave at twelve thirty. We got. Oh, you got to leave at twelve thirty. Yeah. I thought you'd be there at twelve thirty. No. I thought we're in trouble. We still got to take down and stuff. We got to yeah, take yeah. down. So we have a short. Yeah. Should we do either? I don't really have a worst song. Well, I, I have. I have a but, final thought kind of thing. Okay. But I don't have a. Maybe maybe we can save save the other. Jordan for in places of a worst song has an episode. essay. I have an essay I'd like to read and a <laughs> I interpretive dance. I'd like to I think we should, verbalize. I think we should go through and, my and right litigate all the like worst this. bands that were clearly inspired yeah, we're by inspired. the Beatles. I, I'll start with I'll start with Oasis. Mm, okay. okay. Yeah. I'm blaming the Beatles for that, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And most undeserved. Uh, probably was only self-proclaimed best band in the world. <laughs> yeah, only by by Oasis themselves. Yes. Yeah, Oasis. Um, I don't. I don't have anything right now. I just love. <laughs> I just love music. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you think we uh, we covered the bases of why why at least they have the reputation? Of oh, being, I just remember Smash Mouth. I don't like Smash Mouth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they have that kind of like. There was kind of a Britishy kind of like carnival, 60s. like fun feel, sixties feel yeah. to it. Yeah, I blame the Beatles too. I, that's a better <laughs> question for you, though, Brandon. So, Brandon, you are the the absolute um, in this room. You are by far the the most vocal Beatles fan. You tell us. You're speaking on behalf of all Beatles fans in the world. Mm-hmm. Did we did we do the the wing justice? I'm I'm happy with with the picks we got. Of course, there's plenty that that aren't on there. Just any major there is so much? Any major so misses? Major misses? Yeah, like there's the, the big one. The one I'm curious about, like Sgt. Pepper's, is still a curiosity to me, and that's an interesting album because it exists, kind of. Com- like as a complete artifact, mm-hmm. it's hard to just pick a thing out of it. I'm also curious. Does the Abbey Road med- medley count? I wanted to cheat and song. pick that yeah. as one song. Yeah, but we had that in our last episode. We had right. that. Yeah, but yeah, if, if it's I was to, in the wing. if I was to pick one song, boy, that's it. Because it's a cheat. <laughs> well, it's yeah. not one song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that thing is phenomenal. What were, what were you going to say, Steve? Well, mine's a minor. It, well, there's. I don't know what to say. Uh, you know, for guitarist Blackbird, you know, like yeah. how many. People learning acoustic guitar, it's like that's just that's the song you, you have to yeah. figure that song out. And so, I'm, so there are certain songs that for certain people or certain situations, it's like, well, that is the There's thing. Come Together, the first song on Abbey Road that's just amazing. Yeah, you know what's interesting? Yeah. That you had Stevie Wonder covering it. You have a lot of jazz musicians in the 60s and 70s covering Mike, a lot of Aerosmith jazz. Aerosmith and Michael Jackson covered Beatles Come Together. Songs. Yeah. Um, maybe this is maybe this is uh, this will be a compliment I, that I that I'll give. So we talked about like in the world of jazz, you have this idea of standards. There's like jazz standards in the world of rock. 
they're not quite as clear. The Beatles were probably as close to anybody as creating like pop standards. These these things that people continue to do over and over. I mean, the, like when you get into kind of sixties and seventies, like pop jazz, every 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 jazz artist that did a, like a pop jazz album has a Beatles cover yeah. on there. If like a West Montgomery cover a Day right. in the Life, you had. I Sergio Mendes did Fool in the Hill. That was like just yeah, two you had years like after. Taxman. Uh, any, anyway, it was they, they were probably as close to creating rock standards or pop standards as as anybody has. Bon Jovi at the inauguration <laughs> last month, right? Did you guys watch that? That was a little odd. Sent, Which one did, a, I do? did I did I send a link? I thought you, I, I think you did. I was planning on it. It was I a didn't. little bit like wow, this is kind of cheesy, but it was. I mean, it's. It's, it it at, was really the inauguration. Me, it, it, it was me trying to punch Brandon in yeah, the stomach yeah, yeah. via text. <laughs> like, look at Bon Jovi's version of "Here Comes the Sun." Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, th- I think all. I think we had a good, good representation of of all the talents that, and the the impact that the Beatles had. And there's there's plenty more. I mean. Just just scrolling from the through the the songs that are on the the red compilation, nineteen sixty two to sixty six. There's twenty six tracks on here, all all classic songs that most people still recognize even even now, fifty years later. You know what's interesting all my as love well. And Can't buy me love. They eight days a week. You know when to you, ride. you talk about them being yeah, pioneers, somebody. they were making singles early on they were focused on the single model rather than the album model. They were releasing singles. You have all these singles that were never even part of albums. Mm -hmm. That's kind of come full circle now. Like you have artists that now the way they have created their persona is they stream singles. They release singles on YouTube, on Spotify and albums necessary anymore. Yeah. It isn't necessary. And it's not even like the, 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 the art form that, uh, that it was that yeah. it was so that even that has kind of come full circle right. that they were early on so i don't know yeah whatever as, beatles as far as <laughs> what makes them the best uh reputation wise or or whatever um i think what's unique about the beatles is what the individuals that make up the band cuz you got you've got john lennon and paul mccartney who individually I would say are, you know, depending on your personal preference, but they're going to be one and numbers one and two in best pop songwriters of all time. Um, like it's hard to make you, you think of anyone else, Michael Jackson, Stevie wonder, you, any of those that are up there still don't come close to either Lennon or McCartney individually, but to have them both in the same band. And then you got Harrison in there as well. So it seems like just that, all all that songwriting talent in in one group, where they all had successful solo careers too. Whereas you can see why the Rolling Stones don't break up. You know what? Are, what's Mick Jagger going to do? What on are they going to do? Yeah, there's something about the Beatles that I think is fascinating, just from a social phenomenon in terms of a group of people who kind of. There's the pop phenomenon, like the 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 girls going crazy, the Beatlemania, but then as they mature, they're kind of riding the the zeitgeist, like it's almost like a wave. Like, how do you ride that wave of like popularity, 
and it's not it's the music but any any of the movements we've talked about genres and bands there's a lot that goes there's clothing there's hairstyle like it's like it's a whole cultural phenomenon and they rode that wave throughout and they you know experimented like radiohead has changed and they've been experimental but they were never as big as the beatles Mm -hmm. and then they didn't maintain that and i think as great as the individual parts were i think the band was greater than the sum of those parts yeah the the combination of being uh wildly popular and yeah crazy talented. but i think part of that isn't just them part of that's the social phenomenon of, of what the wor- where the world is at the time changes going on and it's kind of like the zeitgeist idea of just this is what the they were just on this wave of pushing pop culture and in different areas and and experimenting and the kind of ushering in the whole hippie thing. I mean, they weren't just doing that themselves, but they were the face. They were the Michael Jordan of their time in terms of the the kind of undisputed, like, oh, what are the Beatles doing? Yeah. And maybe outside of the music, but it uh, seeps into it. You've got uh, George Harrison's spiritual side, mm-hmm. like uh, especially mid-60s when he gets into the, the Indian meditation all that stuff and then that that comes into their music uh which i I think does have an impact like you you think of their career as a whole i get the feeling that they were like deep down trying to make the world a better place which is not necessarily the uh the goal of what you think of rock music or popular music in in a lot of cases very tumultuous I mean, they, times they had, towards the they end had of their rebellious career. things. They like to pull pranks and they like to push limits and and be naughty too. But then you also you also have songs like you know all some, you need is something, love. All you need yeah. is love. Hey Jude, across the universe. These, mm-hmm. They they had higher higher goals than yeah. Just uh, just doing drugs and partying, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's why. So the bold declaration I was I was going to make, and then I backed off when Jordan sent me straight. But I, <laughs> I, I'm still willing to make it. The bold declaration I'm willing to make is, uh, I think they are easily one of the 20 best groups of all time. He's <laughs> going out on a land without any oh. hesitation. <laughs> I love the setup for that. It was really nice. It was like you had us really thinking, like, oh, what yeah. is Jason going to say? What's this serious the serious thing he's going to say? Love it. Perfect way to wrap it up. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> Just Steve, final thoughts. <laughs> I, got, I got you. Okay. Thanks, guys. That was, it was fun uh, hearing, hearing your picks and. And, uh, I think one takeaway It's come up, we've said it again But to repeat If you are uh, if you have not delved into this Heaven forbid if you haven't delved into the world of the Beatles Go grab the dang white album And listen to it start to finish yeah.